As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. You wouldn't dare. I screamed at my mother. She looked at me and said, try me and walked away. Hi, my name is Brooklyn. Please like and subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so that you can hear more amazing stories. If you do, within the next seven days, something wonderful is going to happen to you. My friends were always amazed at how I was able to take a plain cake and turn it into a work of art. However, while I enjoyed decorating the cakes, I totally detested making them. They were such a hassle and they never came out right. A few years ago, I decided to use a regular box cake and add my extra ingredients and it was a hit. It wasn't long before my business was successful. Now, before you judge me, let me ask you, would you prefer a well-decorated and edible cake? Or would you prefer a well-baked cake that wasn't decorated well? That's what I thought. About five years ago, I was dating a guy named Troy and we were even talking about getting married. My mother never liked Troy. When I questioned her about it, she would never give me a straight answer. I think it's because she didn't pick him out for me. When I stopped my mother from interfering with my life, our relationship became strained and everything I did was wrong in her eyes. Sadly, she was the only family I had. When I was 25, I got the nerve to move out of my mother's house, but I gave her a key in case of emergencies. I regretted that decision since giving her that key changed my life. Brooklyn, where are you? I heard my mother call from the front door. I gasped as I looked around my kitchen and realized that boxes of cake mix lined my kitchen counter. I quickly stashed them below my kitchen counter before my mother came into the kitchen. Hey, mom, I said casually as she walked into the kitchen. What are you doing here? My mother looked at me suspiciously. What are you hiding? Nothing, I said. So, I met with Jerome today, and he said that he can't wait to meet you. My mother smiled as she sat by the kitchen table. I rolled my eyes. Jerome was a world-class jeweler that my mother insisted was a better fit for me than Troy. My mother walked to the kitchen cupboards and opened them. What are these, Brooklyn? My mother asked as she placed the cake mixes on the kitchen counter. Nothing, Mom, I said as I got up and tried to repack the boxes. I wonder what would happen if your clients who are paying thousands of dollars, found out that they are paying for cake mix in a box? My mother said smugly. It's not a big deal, Mom. Everyone is doing it. I lied. Here's what's going to happen. You and Jerome will go on a date. I will call and let him know you are available tomorrow night. You have until tomorrow afternoon to end whatever it is you have with this Troy. If you don't, 
I will let everyone know what you are really using in your cakes. My mother snarled. You wouldn't dare! I screamed at my mother. She looked at me and said, try me, and walked away. I called Troy that night and reluctantly broke up with him over the phone. I couldn't bring myself to see him again. It would be too painful. I spent years building my business. I wasn't about to let that go. Even though I love Troy, I knew that I had to let him go. I did not want to get sued or worse, end up in jail. But as I think about it now, jail would have been much better than the events that followed. Six months into dating Jerome, we got married. Jerome was mean and selfish. The complete opposite of Troy's caring and thoughtful personality. I wasn't allowed to order my own food at restaurants or even pick out my own clothes when we went out together. He said he had a reputation to maintain and he needed his wife to remember that. After much debating, I was allowed to keep my cake business, for which I was grateful since it kept my mind off the horrible life I was now assigned to. One afternoon after dropping off a cake for a client at her office, I saw Troy in the lobby. I pretended that I didn't see him, but he called my name, and I had no choice but to acknowledge him. Hi, Troy. How have you been? I asked. As good as I can be, he smiled. Would you like to grab a cup of coffee with me? I didn't expect Troy to want to see me after our breakup, far less want to grab a cup of coffee with me. After being with Jerome for five years, he managed to alienate me from my friends. Talking to someone other than my mother and Jerome was worth the risk. Okay, sure, I said. Troy and I walked to the coffee shop across the road. We ordered and sat with our coffees. Even after five years, he was able to make me laugh. It felt as though nothing changed between us. It felt nice. <laughs> During our coffee meeting, I got a call. I looked down at my phone and my stomach turned as I realized it was Jerome. I felt a wave of guilt wash over me as I answered. Hello? I said as I looked at Troy apologetically. Why is my wife sitting in a coffee shop with another man? Jerome asked angrily. How do you know where I am? What are you talking about? I'm chatting with an old friend. I tried to explain. Before I could finish, Jerome said, You need to leave now. We will talk about this when you get home. Jerome hung up. I apologized to Troy and I got up and left. As I was getting into my car, I noticed a guy in a brown trench coat and hat looking at me. He tipped his hat, smiled, and jumped into his car. When I got home, Jerome and I got into a huge fight. I also told him that I thought a guy was following me, to which he responded he had someone follow me every time I left the house. I wasn't allowed to leave my house for a month because Jerome said that I could not be trusted. I felt like a prisoner in my own home. I had no choice but to hire a delivery person to drop off my cakes for me. One night, I called my mother on the phone. Mom, enough is enough. I can't do this anymore. I cried. What are you talking about? My mother asked. You can't live in a nice house? You can't stand having all of your bills paid and getting everything you want? Tell me, what are you really talking about? I'm tired of being a prisoner. This is not what I signed up for. I found the slips, Mom. I know that Jerome has been sending you money every month. Is this why you wanted me to be with Jerome? So that your bank account could be replenished? My mother responded, I worked three jobs trying to take care of you when your father walked out on us. So it's about time I got something out of it. You don't think I am tired? You don't think I want nice things after working all those years to raise you? And I got nothing out of it. 
My eyes widened. Did my mother just say that to me? After arguing with my mother on the phone for about 10 minutes, I told her that I was leaving Jerome and there was nothing she or Jerome could do about it. I hung up on my mother and packed some things quickly. If my mother wanted to expose my secret about the cake mix, so be it. I lost five years of my life and I wasn't about to lose anymore. The last thing I grabbed before leaving the house was some money that Jerome kept in the safe. I got into my car and went to the closest ATM. I emptied whatever I had in my accounts before Jerome cut on and closed them off. I wanted to call Troy and tell him that I was leaving the country, but I didn't want to involve him. I got to the airport and waited nervously, praying that the flight I booked on the way didn't get canceled. I heard my flight number call, and they said it had been delayed because of bad weather. My heart dropped, knowing that the longer I stayed at the airport, there was a greater chance of Jerome finding me and making me go back. Good night, ma'am. Can you follow me, please? An officer with a monotone voice jolted me back to reality. What is this about? I asked. Ma'am, I am asking nicely that you come with me, the officer said. I knew that putting up a struggle would be useless since it was four to one, so I followed them with my luggage. I was placed in a room, and I looked on in horror as everything from my luggage was thrown onto the floor as they searched through my luggage. What are you looking for? I yelled as I attempted to pick up everything from the floor. Then I looked on as one of the officers took a knife and cut the inner lining of my suitcase. He held up a small package, and when he opened it, jewels fell out. I watched as one of the officers got on the phone. Hello? Yes, sir. Found the jewels and the perpetrator, the officer said. After a few seconds on the phone, he hung up and looked at me. I, I don't know how that got in there. I didn't put that there. I screamed as the officers dragged me to the detainment center where I spent the night. The next day, I was taken to a small office, and to my surprise, there stood Troy. When I saw him, I didn't know if it was pity in his eyes or compassion. He ordered everyone to leave the office. I didn't do it, I said as soon as everyone left. I know, he said worriedly, but why didn't you tell me that you were leaving? I would have helped you. I didn't want to bother you with my problems. I said, you could never be a bother to me, he said as he held my hands. There and then, I poured out my entire heart to Troy, from the reason we broke up to being a prisoner at home. After listening, he promised that he would help me in any way that he could, but for now, I would have to play by the rules of the airport. After we spoke, I was sent back to the detention unit and waited about two hours before I was called out again. I walked into an office and I thought I would see Troy, but it was Jerome. <laughs> Jerome laughed at me. Did you really think it would have been that easy to get away from me? He looked at my tousled hair and cringed. I came to get you because my company is having a grand gala tonight. My wife needs to be by my side to make a good impression. The next time you try to run, I will press charges. Do you understand? I nodded in agreement, but I felt sick to my stomach. I was released and Jerome took me home and we got ready for the gala. Jerome didn't want me to have any access to a phone or anything that might give me the idea that I could run away from him again. I was not allowed to go with a purse. I pretended to be a good wife and laughed and smiled with Jerome's colleagues. I excused myself and told Jerome I needed to go to the bathroom. I walked away before he could object. I looked over my shoulder, and when he wasn't looking, I darted into the kitchen and went out the back. I had no money and no transport. I decided that I would take the risk and go to my mother's house. I made sure that I wasn't being followed. When I finally got there with bruised feet and my shoes in my hand, I was astonished at what I saw. At the front door stood Troy and my mother in a fierce argument. What's going on here? I asked. When they both saw me, they were shocked. 
I'm trying to convince your mother to help you, but she is just as stubborn as you are, Troy said. Mom, did you know that Jerome planted jewels in my luggage and almost got me arrested? I asked. Jerome told me the entire story. He's a good man, Brooklyn. He just wants what is best for you. Marriage is for better or for worse, my mother said. Troy and I pleaded with my mother, but to no avail. After a few minutes, Troy and I left my mother's house and went to his place. We discussed our next move, and he suggested that the best thing I could do was to come clean with my clients about what I had been doing. That way, my mother would no longer have a hold over me. I knew that what Troy was saying made sense, but I was so scared about the outcome. Eventually, I agreed, and then took to my social media page to confess what I had been doing all these years. Troy stayed by my side until I finished. The next day, clients and viewers of my page had different views. Some of them called for my head, while others appreciated the experience and skill it took to decorate my cakes. Needless to say, I lost some of my clients, but some of them didn't care if I used box cake mix or not. Jerome and I got divorced. It was a grueling six months of courts and lawyers. I didn't ask for anything, except that he paid my lawyer fees, which the judge granted. About a year after our divorce, my mother and Jerome got married and I never spoke to my mother again. Once the divorce was final, Troy and I had a wedding to plan. That day was a magical one, and the cake that I made was the talk of the wedding. After the wedding, I kissed Troy and his new bride, Jenny, and wished them all the best. I hopped on a plane and started a new life in another country, and I haven't looked back since.